everybody. Uh, this is Molly Howe. I'm here with Lacey Hatfield. Um, today we're going to talk about um, her foster story that led to a beautiful little girl named Elena, um, who actually brought us together. So you ready? I guess so. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Lacey Hatfield, and I am a, I have a husband, uh, Eric. We've been married for many, many years, and we have three kids, and let's see, I'm a teacher, and that's about my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports, the kids, oh, life. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's kind of... One of the things that sparked my interest in you, because I did pray over who I was going to be asking. Thank you. Uh-huh. You can thank Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we became friends over our kiddos, mm-hmm. right? We both have a kiddo about the same age. And you had opened up about um, the journey to Elena. And so that kind of came through a foster situation, right? Yes. Uh, kind of a deep... I guess, story. Um, if I talk too long, you just tell me. No, okay. this is you. Right. You, you have at it. So many, many years ago, our Otis Riley is 14. And I guess when he was eight, he had a passion to uh, reach out to kids that didn't really have a home life. So he reached out to Sunrise Children's Services, and we kind of got involved with that. And I still felt like there was something we were missing in our family. He, you know, he was going to Sunrise. We were uh, volunteering. Um, and and I still felt like we needed to do something else. So um, years passed, and I just kept putting it to the side. And in school, I noticed I kept getting more and more foster care kids in class. And they would come in and out um, as I was working. And something just got a hold of me and said, what would happen one day if you had a student that needed a home? And I thought to myself, I would, I would bring them in. So, um, Eric and I talked and we said, let's do this journey. Let's, let's go, let's go be foster parents. And I always thought God wanted us to adopt. Every time I turned around, there was adoption signs, there was fostering signs and, we just didn't think that we could foster because we just had heard how hard it would be, you know. Um, so anyways, I know I'm jumping around uh, back and forth. So we went to foster care training through the state. If you've never done that, um, it's very difficult. You see, uh, you watch stories of kids that have gone through traumatic events. You talk about things as a foster parent, what you're going to have to deal with what kids are bringing in. I cried the first night we left training and said, I do not want to do this. Like, I can't. And uh, the next day I went to a training, a teacher training, and I had a first-year teacher assigned to me that year, and we got to talking on the way to Bowling Green. And she's like, you know, I was adopted at birth. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. Talked about that. We go to the training. I sit down by a lady. She's in foster care. She had five kids in her house. Like, okay, God, I get the mm-hmm. sign. We're going back to training tonight. So we went back to training that night, and uh, we did all the, I guess, eight weeks of training. They come and do your home inspection. But all the time, we're like, we're going to adopt. 
Like, we're not going to foster. God's going to place a kid in our home. We're going to adopt. This is what we're going to do. So is that an option when you do that? Like, you sign up to foster to adopt? Well, they they tell you that they are not an adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're for fostering. Um, and there's a 50-50 chance on what's going to happen. Um, and most of the time, children come in siblings. And we would just wanted one child just because our kids were young. And so we got the call for one of the one kid and uh, we prayed about it. And uh, the boys looked at us and said, go get them. So uh, one had a ball game one night. The other one went with me. We picked up the child and um, they were young and we just fell in love, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, I never thought I could love a kid that was not biologically mine as much as I love this child. And all along, I was being very selfish. I prayed God to God that we would adopt this child. Mm-hmm. Not praying to God, like, what should we provide? Give us uh, what we need. Uh, we didn't pray for the birth parents. We just prayed for the adoption. And a year passed, two years passed, and... Um, the child was returned back to the biological parent, which now, looking back, that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Not in my eyes. I didn't see that, but all things happened for a reason, and I'm trusting God that he had this all laid out for us. And um, so the child was returned back to home, and I will tell you that was probably one of the darkest times of my life. Mm-hmm. I was <clears throat> depressed didn't understand why this happened because I thought the plan was going to be for adoption and God didn't have that plan. And I was like, wow, what's, what's going on? So the child was returning back to her birth parent and I was devastated. We always knew we wanted three children. We didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And voila, I ended up pregnant. (laughs) We have, at that time, a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old, and we're starting all over again. And it was all in God's timing. This child that I was pregnant with was due exactly a year from when our foster child was returned back to the birth parent. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like he sent this child to help me get, not really get over it, but to to help me with the pain that I was suffering. So, and here we are. Mm -hmm. We are. Here we are. And, um... Fostering's on an easy journey. Um, I pray for the child every day, and I now pray for the parent mm-hmm. um, that you know they're safe and they're loved, and uh, it's, it's opened my eyes to to a lot of things. I just think yeah. it's amazing. I, the first time you told me about the dates, <laughs> chills went all yeah. over me. Um, but I just think that's an amazing story. Yeah. It makes me emotional, too. <laughs> I can't even hardly look at you. Yeah. Um, so as a family, where do you think you, do you all think you grew a lot, like, spiritually in this, or do you think it was? Yeah, I will say that my oldest son, um, he had a picture of him and the foster child on his phone up until, a screensaver up until probably the last four months. Mm-hmm. They were very close, and um, we haven't jumped back into it yet because to see the hurt that they've had to deal with. And as a parent, you want to fix that hurt, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have grown as a family just because we've, I think it's opened our kids' eyes to how thankful and lucky and 
they have mm-hmm. and how kids go without, even though there was an age difference between the two. Um, and we have not said we're never going to foster again. Uh, we're just not in a hurry right now to do it um, again. And I think that Riley's love towards Sunrise Missions has grown since that because now mm-hmm. he can kind of see the backstory yes. of where some of those kids have started from. So I agree. And I thought I had the same exact thought when I talked to Riley about Sunrise, like yeah. his heart and his passion for that. Because if anybody doesn't know, I have Riley in class. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to talk to him personally sometimes, too. And he his heart for that is huge. And I, and that's, I think, evidenced from what you yeah. guys went through and then having the beautiful Elena. Yeah. And I mean, and we do feel like she kind of completes our family but uh, just it's funny because uh, I just asked Eric a few days ago I said do you feel like there's something missing and he's like uh no (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I don't know if it's because we're missing our foster child because we do we talk about Mm -hmm. them all the time we still have we have one picture up at the house uh, because we still have Christmas ornaments that we hang up just so we can have those memories Um, so I don't know he, he says, I'm not, in, I don't want to start all over again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll foster, like I said, if we're missing that or if uh, the foster child will return back into our lives. But uh, it, it, I don't know. I just feel like there's a piece there that oh, we're missing. Oh, I think missing. that's amazing. And you know, yeah. I mean, we all know peace only comes from one person. Yeah. And I think also that's a beautiful story of God's will. Because yeah. like, even though you weren't praying that, God's will was done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was. It's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. very hard. Um, and I, I wish I could say that every foster um, story has a happy ending, but I guess that you can kind of say that because if anything, while you're fostering, if you could sit back and look at God's hand, and every, I mean, I could sit here and tell you days stories that happened while we had our foster child, and only God could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people say it's a God thing. I mean. It really is. Um, so I guess you could say that fostering kind of always ends, has a happy ending if you can sit back and look at God's timing and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have any advice for anyone that's going through the foster system? Yeah, I mean, people will say, I can't believe I, uh, you did that or I can't do that. I mean, uh, yeah, you can. I mean, if you put your heart out there and you're vulnerable, sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, you can do that. It's just you have to remember it's not it's not for you. It's for God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was doing wanting a child to adopt for me. And when I sit back and look, I was taking care of one of God's children. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to put yourself on the back burner and put everyone else first. And, yeah, you really can. You, you'll get attached. I mean, you will. You'll get attached and uh, you don't want to let go. But you've got to trust in God that that. Is his plan. Yeah. So. And ulti- I didn't even think about this until you were actually sitting there taking care of one of God's children. Mm-hmm. I mean, he commands us to take care of the orphans and the widows. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's in his word. And so you guys have done that. <laughs> I know it's hard, but it's amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, and uh, we, we would go to church and uh, we took the, the child to church with us. And uh, the biological mom talked about how much they enjoyed church. And, you know, mm-hmm. she, uh, would sing who built the ark no no so you know i pray that she remembers god and she has she'll have god in her heart and that she knows no matter what she's going through 
that, you know, she can always call on him, mm-hmm. you know, because life's not easy. Life's tough. And even the kids with the perfect life. Um, so I hope that we built that foundation for her. Mm-hmm. And I th- those little songs don't, you don't forget those little songs. No. It, it was your husband's testimony a few weeks ago in school, right? Yeah. He said that he remembered who Jesus was mm-hmm. because of a song from a Sunday school teacher yeah. earlier kid, in his life. And a kid reading the Bible in school. Yeah. So you just never know the impact you have on other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a beautiful ending. <laughs> yes, I do. No matter no matter what our outcome is, uh, if we had not fostered, we would not have had our Elena. Mm-hmm. If we had not had Elena, probably wouldn't have came close with you. I'm so thankful for Elena. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, uh, and you go back and look, and you think if it wasn't for COVID, we probably would have never attended church here. And mm-hmm. um, you know, at dark times, you step back and you look, and there is light. Mm-hmm. You just have to take the focus off yourself. That's right. Yeah. Well, we are thankful for you. And is there any way that, like, we, so anybody who listens to this can pray for that specific child or your family? Because I know it's not, it's still not easy. You've yeah. told me that. No. And I'm shocked that I'm not, like, teary. <laughs> yeah, I needed you to hold it together because yeah. I'm emotional. <laughs> um, I just, you know, every day I just pray that God has his hand on them and, um, mm-hmm that they're safe and I just I pray that they remember us mm-hmm. just you know there's um, that we're out there that you know if, any, if they ever need anything they could come and contact us and um, just pray that just for safety I mean and not just generally for her just for a lot of kids just uh, that they're safe and that they're loved and if you ever if you ever have any like idea or you want to foster, I encourage you to check into it. I mean, there's tons of places mm-hmm. to foster through. Uh, uh, get some information. There's help. There's uh, classes you can take. There's uh, support groups mm-hmm. out there. Uh, just uh, you know, open your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, do you want us to pray over it now, and then we can? That would be great. Yeah, All right, that would be ready? great. Yeah, <laughs> dear Holy Father God, we want to thank you so much for. Lacey and Eric and their sweet family opening up their home to one of your children, God. God, we know that you have blessed their family and blessed this child when you re- or when you united them, God. We just continue to pray for that child, praying, God, that the child never forgets those sweet, sweet songs that they learned in church and never forgets the family that took them in. And so, God, I continue to pray for them. I pray that they grow stronger in you. We pray for the parents that are raising the child now, that they would find you if they don't already have you, Lord, and continue to raise the child in your name. And God, we also want to pray for all of the foster children, praying God for their safety and praying for their health. And Lord, continuing to pray that um, happy endings would come for all of them, Lord. We know your will is perfect. We're thankful for your will, and we're thankful for your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.